back to Teaching with the Body and Mind, where we talk about the importance for children to move to learn. This is Tom Bedard, and I'm here with Mike. Hey, Tom. And Joey. Hi. And Ross. Hi, Tom. Today, I'd like to share a story with you. Uh, it's actually a personal story. It has to do with my grandchildren, and I call the story Rough and Tumble Cousins. My two grandchildren are Amaru and Lizzie, and they're both four years old. They're two months apart. They are really best friends, and they love to play with each other. Amaru is a little more physical, but often gets Lizzie to willingly join her in the physical play. Now, in our house, we have a room for them that has a couple mattresses on the floor where they jump and fall down and roll around. And a few weeks ago, they were playing a push game. Ama ended up pushing Lizzie in the waist a little too hard. Lizzie immediately collapsed into a ball on the mattress with her head buried in the blanket. Ama immediately, immediately stopped what he was doing and he knelt down beside her and he reached for a picture book that was nearby and started to page through it. I was on the edge of the mattresses and I saw everything. I asked Lizzie, come on over, sit with me. But she stayed curled up in a ball. I knew the book that Amma was reading, so I started to talk to him about the different pages. Again, I asked Lizzie to come over and sit with me. Again, she stayed rolled up into her ball. This scene kept playing out the same way for another minute or so. I did notice that Lizzie began to peek out from her ball, especially when I was making comments on Amma's book. She finally accepted my invitation to sit on my lap. Once there, I asked her if she was hurt. She said no. I then asked her if she was scared because Amma pushed her too hard. She said yes. I then said, let's ask Amma if he wanted to scare you. And she did. Without looking at her, he shook his head no, that he did not want to scare her. Lizzie then got off my lap and went over next to Amma to look at the book he was looking at. Now there are lots of big emotions here and I'm curious what you think how they dealt with those emotions and were they resolved? Well, I think that's one thing about rough and tumble you know, we talk about it on the show, and sometimes I think for people who don't do it often, they think it's just this free-for-all, and we just kind of like, oh, you know, well, someone might get hurt, you know. You too know. bad, so sad. Yeah, too bad, just so sad, no big deal. But in truth, it's that when someone gets hurt, we want to check in, and we actually, kids are given that opportunity to figure out how to empathize. And that's that's where the learning really takes place. Right. You know, that it's it's... Yeah, the physical activity of doing the game, but it's when, if somebody gets bumped and knocked down, that's when we say, hold on, this is that, you know, as we say, teachable moment. This is where the learning can really take place that's outside of the physical realm, and that's, I think, what we would all agree upon is some of the important stages of early development, that social-emotional. Mm-hmm. It's just say, what happened? It's like you did, Tom, where you said, do you think that he wanted to scare you? You know, that you're... Right, you kind of gave him language, because clearly yep. he had some concern that's why he stayed nearby right but yet he didn't seem to have the word so you kind of well i I think just sounds like in that instance they resolved it she may she's probably going to remember this she's going to now know about her cousin that sometimes 
he gets a little too rough. I mean, you know, but that it, but that they can work it out. You know what I mean? So it's sort of, I think that moment was resolved. There, you know, something may carry forward into mm-hmm. how she chooses to play with him, or it may not. I mean, what would have you seen since this oh, happened? Since then, they played. Yeah, it's just, just mean, a one-off it, yeah. kind of thing. Uh, one of the things that happens in incidents like this is sometimes adults blow it up so much mm-hmm. and make mm-hmm. more out of mm-hmm. it yeah. and actually don't give children a chance to deal with their own feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I saw myself giving the children a little bit of space mm-hmm. and still offering some support. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to make Amma say he was sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's not nearly as verbal as Lizzie. So there's a mismatch there. He's more physical. She's more verbal. Right. And how do they work these things out? Mm -hmm. Like I said, there were lots of big emotions. Mm -hmm. And I do know that they sometimes get really blown out of proportion. Right. And, you know, one thing I I think that's important with young children, and good teachers do this whether they think about it consciously or not, but, you know, the first thing you do is you kind of address the emotions because kids are not going to be able to react cognitively at first, they have to deal with the emotions. But once they feel secure, then they can talk about the, did they try to hurt you or did they try to do this? The first thing is... Get through the feeling. Get through the feelings. Anybody, yeah. And you gave them that space and offered ways to kind of help, um, I forgot, Lizzie? Lizzie, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, do you want, you know, come over here and she didn't want to, but, she, you know, she knew you were right there and she was sort I think, of paying attention. Again, you guys yeah. probably I said this, but I mean... With rough and tumble play, physical play, what is what is an accident is so easily misinterpreted as as an intentional thing. So he used too much force in that moment, but he didn't necessarily mean to. And he's just a kid learning about his body, and it's going to take a long time before he's able to hold back. So you don't need to add on to him probably already feeling bad that he made a mistake yeah. to then feeling like, oh, I, you know, I made a mistake, and now I'm in trouble. I mean, so, you, you know, you can kind of, it can just kind of quickly build up like that, too. And I think it's, you you recognize that, that in this case, Mama was already, didn't didn't run away, didn't leave, also didn't keep playing, didn't keep pushing. And I think that's where we, he was already showing his level mm-hmm. of self-control or self-regulation. Like, okay, nope, that was too much, and I feel bad about that, but I'm not totally sure what to do with this. So I'm going to be over here, and she'll be over there, but I'm just going to... And knowing that you were there, giving them, and you gave them the time. And I think that's one thing that, as you were saying, that we're, as adults, quick to jump in. Whether parents, educators, child care providers, especially when you're in that higher ratio where you have, you know, 18 children. You're like, well, I just got to deal with this right now. Everything else is going on. You were one on two, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) which is a great ratio. But also that sense of you step back and you could recognize there's no, you know, blood squirting, no fractured bones. Someone just feelings got hurt and their body's a little bit hurt. Okay, where are they at with this? And giving them the time, seeing that it's not going to happen on its own, you step in. And I think mm-hmm. that's, as you were saying, like, that, that's where those good teachers, those good parents, those mm-hmm. good educators just recognize how to step in and, and facilitate or kind of model the language mm-hmm. rather than just solving the problem for them. Yeah, and so often what happens, I think, with adults is we judge really quickly yeah. and we start to blame. And... There was no reason to blame Amma. He would have just felt that much worse because he was already feeling, oh, I didn't really want this to happen. Mm -hmm. And And sometimes a kid will get that that feeling of shame or whatever before anyone says anything, and they'll go off and hide. Right. So even though he didn't, 
I definitely see kids in the classroom who will have that reaction. Right. And yeah. you ha- kind of have to go over and for them, you got to kind of reassure them. I know you didn't mean to hurt her, but we should probably check in with right. her um, and then we can see if she's OK. You know, so that wouldn't have been a, a surprising reaction mm-hmm. to see. Right. Yeah. I'm curious to know if anybody here thinks, is there anything unique about this because it was physical play? So if well, I'm trying to think of an accident you could make in other kinds of play, like, you know, no, you have to be the baby or whatever might right. make somebody painting on someone's easel paper. That yeah. I'm just, I'm just wondering if there's something unique about it because it was physical play, whether it's just a, like a simplification because there's so much less language involved. I'm just, I'm just curious mm-hmm. to know, like this situation well, could think... happen in other kinds of yeah. play, but what's unique because it was mm-hmm. big body play. I think there's a thing about trust that mm-hmm. big body play helps build trust. And so in that case, they kind of trust each other because they play this way a lot. All the time. All the, you know, so they trust each other to do this. So when it does happen, when someone does mm-hmm. get hurt, yeah. there's still that trustworthiness of, oh, when that happens, I'm going to still be here. And there's also the trust in you, of course, that, mm-hmm. you know, and grandpa's here too. But I think easel painting, I mean, I don't think there's that same level of trust. Or that same level of intimacy. If you're, painting, if you're painting next to somebody, yeah. it's not, yeah. No, I th- right. I, that's a good, yeah. Although I've pretend been... play has that same intimacy, right? Where we're playing family, but now I want to be the mom or right. I'm play. I am the mom, but now I want us to like pretend to go to school and the other mm-hmm. kids. No, no, I want to pretend right. it's but bedtime. Yeah. 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 I, that that, that tends to be more of a negotiation. I yeah. mean, an overt negotiation. So I do think it's a, I think rough and tumble is a little different. Yeah. Cause you're, especially, especially in our society, especially when you've got a boy and a girl mm-hmm. and there's, yeah. and, the, and there's a rough and tumble mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Like well, you've been talking about the grown up, <laughs> reaction so that's right. definitely a difference yeah I, yeah i guess i think you are putting you're literally putting yourself out there a little bit more when yeah. if you're engaged in, in big body play i just it's just something we've been but, mulling as we've been talking but about. i wonder that too if that is it also easier to navigate because it's the physical body being kind of the earliest yeah vehicle for learning you know so i, I think yeah it's kind of a little to... more concrete in some yeah. ways it's just something I kind of wonder about because you shared the story with us, and I was just thinking, well, so what's unique about this because mm-hmm. of the wrestling part? Because yeah. we 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 help kids solve conflict all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, this wasn't a conflict. This was probably feeling scared of a peer. And there's a lot of more history to so that trust thing because yeah. you know kids don't play this way with kids they don't know. Right. You need some trust ahead of time, and then then from there you mm-hmm. can you know you can take those risks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I think back on the episode, I I think about how each child reacted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so interesting, and to give them room to be able to react like that. Uh, one of the big surprises was when Lizzie asked, "Did you try and scare me?" And he didn't say anything, but he shook his head no, which was really because he's not quite as verbal, which was really big for him. Mm-hmm. And so I that that might have helped because at that right. point she got off my lap yeah. and went right over to the book. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because yeah. they're friends. They, I mean, they play they together. Friends. They're cousins. They they spend time together a lot of the time, and there was that trust, or there was that kind of green light of, no, you weren't trying to scare me. Okay, I I want right. to be I want to be close again. I want to mm-hmm. come back and reconnect. Whether it was even conscious or subconscious, but that she's reading his body language, he's reading her body language, and now she can see. And this is me putting my own spin, my own kind of view on it, but she may see. Oh, he's already feeling bad. Well, I, I'm okay now. I want to let him know that I'm okay. So I'm going to come back yeah. and go in yeah. a way. I'm not going to talk to him, but we're just going to look at the book together. And then 
then oh, it's no, something, they, and they, they keep playing. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I just realized that 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 gave her an opening to to reconnect too. Right. Right. Not Without because, because it was her who actually began the disconnect. Right. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a four-year-old forgiveness act. I mean, you know, to, yeah, to, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like. That okay. Was good. Thank We're you. Okay it, was, it wasn't you who said, "All right, go go over there and sit." Right. Right. Was, I was so. Yeah. Right. Well, was, and also, Grandpa's okay. You know, like so. Yeah. What's going on here? Well, I feel I'm, I didn't like it, but I'm feeling okay now. Looks like my cousin is feeling bad about what happened. He didn't mean to. He's still looking at the book. He's still looking at the book, <laughs> but he's saying he didn't mean to. Yeah, you know. Right. Um, yeah. And and Grandpa's kind of chill, so there must not be a huge problem here. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? So that our and, and you know how what we're modeling with our emotions is is such an important part of the equation. Right. Again, because well. even if there wasn't the blame, even a grown up saying, "Oh my God, are you okay?" You know, like would have changed the everybody's emotions right. you know the one kid would have felt worse about it the other yeah. kid would have Everybody, oh i must i should be crying right, so. right now not just huddled yeah. it all you know so mm-hmm. that definitely adds to it too but it also i think it shows how how well they get along that they were able to do all mm-hmm. of that yeah. yeah and to read each other enough their nonverbal mm-hmm. cues yeah. i think it's a it's a testament to trust in in so many different factors and why it's so important that mm-hmm. we trust children that they trust us that they trust each other we honor that trust we give them the time and the space to do it that's where that rich learning is really going to take place that kind of answers my own question too about what's different about it oh, being yeah, big yeah. body plays that's because true. so much of it is based yeah. in your it, it is a nonverbal yeah. interaction mm-hmm. and that's sort of the best way to read people sometime we might have to have an episode about the kids who aren't able to do those because yeah right Right. Your grandchildren are, you know, above average. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, above right. average. How would you yes. start gone if you'd kept pushing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys very much for helping me uh, work through this episode. <laughs> I actually got some insights, so thank you. Great, um, great. And so, and thank you all for listening to the Teaching with the Body and Mind, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Mind. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.